Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the hundreds of people, including many Americans now, escaping the war-torn territory of Gaza as more aid makes its way in and the fighting between the Israeli army and Hamas militants intensifies. Here are tonight's headlines. I'm terrified. I'm leaving people that I love behind We're at the Rafah border crossing with Egypt as Americans are allowed to leave, but missiles continue to rain down across Gaza, even as they evacuate. The internet has been cut off for the past three three The Israeli army advances on Gaza City as President Biden calls for a humanitarian pause on military operations. Plus, the House approves a $14 billion aid package for Israel. One of five former Memphis police officers involved in the beating death of Tyree Nichols pleads guilty in a deal with federal prosecutors. This was really the first time I actually heard somebody tell and say what they actually did to my son. A breaking point after a months-long standoff over the future of hundreds of U.S. military officials. I object. I object. And without object. The lone Republican senator denounced by his own party. You've just denied this lady a promotion. You did that. Eye on America, the story of a pen with history and the ability to change lives. Coming here, you see what people are capable of. And I saw that the world was open to me. And the new and final Beatles song made with a little help from AI.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin tonight with a breakthrough in the desperate effort to evacuate Americans out of Gaza. At least 74 Americans fleeing today, making their way out of the war zone and to safety in Egypt. The breakthrough comes with a major new battle underway tonight in northern Gaza. The Israeli army launching heavy attacks from land, sea and air. Prime Minister Netanyahu saying, quote, we are at the height of the battle. Israel's military is facing off with Hamas militants in close combat battles as they advance deeper into Gaza City. And for the third day in a row, Israeli airstrikes hit the Jabalia refugee camp as it targets members of Hamas. More than 100 trucks with aid made their way into Gaza today. That's a big number. As the humanitarian crisis there worsens. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is on his way to Israel, where the White House says he will urge leaders for a pause in the fighting to allow aid to be distributed and for the possible release of hostages. And there's breaking news. The House passed a $14 billion aid package for Israel, but without funding for Ukraine. We have team coverage tonight from the Middle East to Washington, and CBS's Charlie Daggett will start us off from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. The Israeli Defense Forces say face-to-face -face fighting is underway between Israeli soldiers and Hamas militants as troops push deeper into densely populated Gaza City, while further south there is a desperate rush for those trying to escape the war zone. By the thousands, they gathered at the gate today, daring to hope this time they'd make it out of Gaza. Like Susan Beseso, a Palestinian-American born in Gaza who moved to Utah. I'm leaving Gaza today, or God knows if I'm going to be able to leave. For the fifth time, I come to the border, but I'm leaving a huge part of me here in Gaza. All the that I love and care about. Nobody is safe in Gaza. If you're in school, if you're in hospitals, if you're underground, up on the ground, you're never safe. But even a few feet from the safety of Egypt, one last reminder of the war. The internet has been cut out for the past three weeks. Hours later, she made it safely over. This is one of the toughest days of my life be leaving my family, my friends, and my hometown like this. It's just unbearable. It's devastating and it's really hard. Back in the embattled strip of land, they managed to flee. Israeli airstrikes pounded the area around the Jabalia refugee camp north of Gaza City for the third day in a row. They even hit the school, cries a young woman, referring to a UN-run school where displaced residents had sought shelter. But being a school provided no more protection than the concrete pillars that collapsed around them. A father shouts, find my son. A terrified child wails, we did nothing wrong, we did nothing wrong. The UN said today four of their schools turned shelters were hit in the last 24 hours. Israeli Defense Forces released new video as the top commander claimed forces are encircling Gaza City on three sides. But even as they clear the battlefield of Hamas militants overground, dangers still lurk below. 
what first began two decades ago as a labyrinth of tunnels to move smuggled goods around has since become an advanced underground network known as the Gaza Metro, housing command and control centers and weapons storage. Hamas released this new video set to show one of its militants emerging from a tunnel and planting explosives on an Israeli tank. The skies over Gaza lit up tonight in another series of airstrikes, clouds of thick smoke rising as explosions ring out in the distance. A renewed bombardment from the air, even as Israeli troops fight it out on the ground. And even as that fighting rages in Gaza tonight, there's been an escalation in attacks from Iranian-backed Hezbollah in the north. The militant group's leader is scheduled to speak tomorrow for the first time since fighting in Gaza began in what might indicate whether that group is about to launch a wider war. Nora? On a second front. All right, Charlie Daggett, thank you for that update. There's breaking news now on Capitol Hill as House Republicans have passed an emergency funding bill for Israel tonight, providing $14 billion in aid. But it does face opposition from the White House and Senate leaders who also wanted billions in aid for Ukraine in this bill. CBS's Nancy Cordes is at the White House where the president is under pressure as the humanitarian crisis in Gaza worsens. Secretary of State Antony Blinken left Washington for his third visit to Israel in three weeks. Before departing, he said his main focus would be on ways to better protect Palestinian civilians. How Israel does this matters. That's about as close as U.S. officials will get to publicly criticizing a key ally over civilian deaths. President Biden will only say that Israel needs to abide by international law. That suggests that he thinks that Israel isn't following international law, doesn't it? No. We've been saying it since the very beginning, Nancy, that, that uh, we want to see our good friend and partner abide by our shared commitments. But with pressure mounting to slow the death toll, President Biden did tell donors at a fundraiser in Minnesota last night, quote, I think we need a pause to give time to get the prisoners out. With two major allies now at war, the White House is asking Congress for $14 billion in emergency funding for Israel, $61 billion for Ukraine, and $9 billion for humanitarian assistance. But the bill proposed by the new Republican Speaker, Mike Johnson, strips out the humanitarian and Ukraine funding and cuts $14 billion from the IRS. And that was the easiest and largest pile of money that's sitting there for us to be able to pay for this immediate obligation. The Congressional Budget Office projected this week that shrinking the IRS would actually add to the deficit. This is Republicans playing politics with aid to Israel. That bill may have just passed the House a short time ago, but the White House has threatened a veto and the bill has been declared dead on arrival in the Senate, where many Democrats and many Republicans want to send funding to both Israel and Ukraine right away. How they'll get there, Nora, is very unclear right now. All right, Nancy, with all those important updates from the White House, thank you. And now to a stunning development today in the deadly police beating of Tyree Nichols, a former Memphis officer, one of five, I should say, charged in the case, changed his plea to guilty today on federal charges and intends to do the same on state charges. We get the details now from CBS's Elise Preston. This is just one of many that I hope will come in our favor. Tyree Nichols' mother, Rovon Wells, spoke outside the federal courthouse today. 
just minutes after watching former Memphis police officer Desmond Mills plead guilty in the beating death of her son during a police traffic stop. This was really the first time I actually heard somebody tell and say what they actually did to my son. Her son died January 10th, three days after he was repeatedly kicked and punched by Mills and four other Memphis police officers, which was caught on police body cams. They were all part of the now disbanded Scorpion Street Crime Unit. In September, a federal grand jury indicted all five officers on four counts, which carried a life sentence, and they are all facing state charges. But today, Mills agreed to plead guilty to two counts, excessive force and conspiracy to witness tampering. He is now facing 15 years. He is fully cooperating and will, uh, we expect him to continue to fully cooperate, answering all questions truthfully. As part of the plea agreement, Mills is also expected to plead guilty to related state charges. The pressure that is now put on the other four is really huge. So one can anticipate that any of the four will try to be the second one in line. Elise Preston, CBS News, Los Angeles. Now to New York, where former President Donald Trump's second oldest son, Eric Trump, took the stand today in the Trump Organization's civil fraud trial. The younger Trump testified that he had little knowledge of his father's financial statements, despite being the company's vice president. The Trumps are accused of exaggerating the value of their properties as much as $2 billion in one year. The former president calls the case a witch hunt. He and his daughter Ivanka are set to testify next week. Senate Republicans have erupted in anger over Senator Tommy Tuberville's hold on military promotions that could endanger national security. Today, they did find a workaround to approve three promotions, including Admiral Lisa Franchetti. She will be the new chief of naval operations, making her the first female member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. CBS Scott McFarlane with more on the months-long blockade. Hundreds of top military positions remain in limbo tonight, held up by Alabama Republican Tommy Tuberville, who rose to fame as coach of Auburn University's football team. Senator Tuberville says there's no risk to the military. There absolutely is risk to the military, and that's maybe because he hasn't served in uniform. Tuberville is blocking action on 376 nominees, protesting a Biden administration policy allowing service members paid time off to travel out of state for abortion services. Why would you punish them for something they've got nothing to do with? Wednesday night, a dam burst among his fellow Republicans as Tuberville stood and objected to 61 straight nominees. Object. Object. With that, Madam President, object. They claim foreign adversaries could take advantage of the dysfunction. Xi Jinping is watching this right now. So is Putin. They're loving it. How dumb can we be, man? Are you at risk of weakening the military? No, no. As I've told you all along, if I thought there was any problem with readiness, we wouldn't be doing this. The Deputy Secretary of Defense disagreed. The hold is unnecessary, unprecedented, and unsafe, and that it's bad for our military. Tuberville is now being questioned about Marine Corps Commandant Eric Smith, who was forced to hold down two high-level positions because of the senator's holds and had an apparent heart attack last weekend. Smith had spoken about the demanding nature of the job. It is not sustainable. Tuberville bristled at the suggestion he was responsible. This guy's going to work 18, 20 hours a day no matter what. That's what we do. You know, I did that for years. Senators managed to work through Tuberville's holds to confirm those three senior military leaders today. But Tuberville isn't backing down. Next week, Democrats consider a true rarity, Nora, changing Senate rules to break the blockade.
This is such an important story. Scott McFarland, thank you so much. Well, tonight, authorities in Virginia are investigating an unprecedented outbreak of opioid overdoses at just one high school in the last three weeks, with 19 total juvenile overdoses so far this year in the county. CBS's Christina Ruffini reports all the cases are believed to involve the synthetic opioid fentanyl. Parents need to talk to their children. For some parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, the subject of many of those conversations is fentanyl. My husband and I are absolutely having these conversations with our kids because it's a reality. Since class started, there have been 10 suspected fentanyl overdoses across area high schools, according to the district. None of the students died, but four were given the overdose reversal drug naloxone or Narcan, and some required CPR. I'm incredibly worried. Loudoun County Superintendent Aaron Spence. I'm not just worried about it for our students. I'm worried about this for our communities. And we want to be on the front lines with our community, helping to solve this problem and understand that schools can't do this alone. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says it's already investigated 19 cases of opioid-related overdoses involving minors so far this year. We want to get to the bottom of this before any of these teenagers lose their lives. Parents in Loudoun County are now looking for answers. The spotlight is on Parkview County or Parkview High School right now. But this is a county problem. This is a this is a nationwide problem right now. It is not just limited to what's happening at Parkview High School. Virginia is one of 36 states that allows Narcan or the generic naloxone to be administered in K through 12 schools. Tonight, the superintendent here says they're considering allowing students to carry it on them, even in their backpacks in case of an emergency. Nora. Christina Ruffini, thank you. In tonight's Eye on America, we take a look at a pen that's been used by the U.S. military in every conflict zone on Earth for five decades. CBS's Janet Shamlian got a rare look at what really makes these pens so extraordinary. It's the people who make them. More than four million pens roll off the assembly line in this North Carolina manufacturing plant every year. But the people who make them have never seen them and don't use them. I think that this place saved me. It brought me back. Stephanie Sellers, like most here, is legally blind. Working for the National Industries for the Blind, which inked a deal to produce the Skillcraft brand pens for the government 55 years ago, and has been doing so since. Coming here, you see what people are capable of, and I saw that the world was open to me. Richard Oliver is a 27-year employee. Mustafa, how are you, my friend? The work has given him, in hundreds over five decades, the ability to provide for their families, buy a house, put children through college. That's critical because the unemployment rate for the blind and visually impaired hovers near 70%. Without the jobs that exist here, where would some of these workers be working? They wouldn't be working. They would be at home. There's a lot of us that are blind or impaired. We got a reason to get up. We have a job and we have fun doing it. It's work that's changing lives, even as the pen used everywhere from U.S. post offices to combat front lines hasn't changed. So you think that people who are blind or have other disabilities can't produce and they can't perform at the same levels of other people. And we're proving that wrong every single day. Through their work, writing a new story, for I on America, Janet Shamlin, Greensboro, North Carolina. A great piece about what's right in America. 
All right. A gas explosion destroys a home and leaves more than a dozen people injured in New York. We've got the details next. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and gift mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. More than a dozen people were injured today when a construction crew accidentally cut a gas line, sparking a tremendous explosion and fire. This happened in Wappingers Falls. That's about 70 miles north of New York City. Ring camera video shows the huge wall of flames that erupted. Officials say that children and first responders are among the injured. DoorDash has a tip for customers if they want their food delivered quickly. We've got the details next. DoorDash is advising customers to tip their delivery people or expect to wait. The delivery service has been testing a warning message for customers who leave a $0 tip at checkout, saying it could take longer to get your food. That's because delivery drivers are less likely to accept orders without a tip. The Fab Four is back more than a half a century after breaking up. We've got the new Beatles song. That's right, next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Finally tonight, we leave you with something the world has been waiting for. For more than 50 years, the last Beatles song, the perfectly titled Now and Then. After a hard day's night, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, along with a little help from artificial intelligence, 
have come together to complete an unfinished demo by John Lennon. The late George Harrison recorded his new guitar parts for the song in the 1990s. From 1963's Please Please Me to 2023's Now and Then, Beatlemania is alive and well. As the Beatles would say, all you need is love. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.